This is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this Practice Power Podcast episode. Hey, I hope you're off to a great start uh, this new year. And uh, yes, it's been a little interesting out there, right, uh, in our marketplace. And I am not a uh, technician, far from, as a matter of fact. Uh, But I do know that uh, when we have situations like this, uh, there's a couple things that we always want to remember. Uh, First and foremost is you, the advisor, have got to make a decision on what does this mean? So the current marking conditions, what does this mean? Uh, Is this a crisis? Is this a correction? Is this just a a pullback? Is it Armageddon? Is it 2009? And you have to have a sense of conviction because here's the reality. In order for you to go ahead and take action, in order for you to uh, discuss with your clients, to uh, get out there and uh, touch base with people, right, to be proactive, you've got to have a certain frame of reference, a certain uh, sense of the meaning of everything. Because if you don't know, here's the reality. If a human being, you, uh, are not clear on something, not clear on the meaning of something, what, what, what might happen, there are some issues, concerns, right? Um, some lack of clarity. It's hard to take action, if not impossible to take action. And if you do take that action, quite frankly, it's incongruent. It's, uh, you, don't, you don't believe what you're saying, right? You're, in essence, BSing people. And that's, not, we're not, that's absolutely not where we want to be. So the first thing you want to do is make a decision on what does this mean. Now, I've been at this game for nearly a quarter century. And uh, I remember the good old days, the dark days of 08 and 09. And again, from a layman's perspective, this doesn't feel anything like that. So let's not get caught up in the minutia. I mean, you can go back and remember, and here's a, here's a uh, distinction and some contrast I want to give you. Do you feel emotionally exactly as you did the fall of 2008 and the spring of 2009? Getting up in the morning, do you feel the same way? Is it that intense? Is it that fearful? Is that is it that uncertain? If the answers are no, then let's get to work, right? Let's go ahead and uh, be proactive. Because here's uh, the silver li- the silver lining and everything, right? And uh, and I and I absolutely believe this, and I've seen this uh, repeated over decades. Remember this: when a a prospect or an investor uh, is in the market. And they're making money. Now, whether they're making money because they have an advisor or they're making money because uh, they're doing it themselves. And I guess we can say uh, up until August of this past year, right, for, you know, literally half a decade, you pretty much made money. You know, you could, t- you could take a monkey and a dartboard and you'd probably be okay, right? So what happens in that scenario? Well, clients are okay with not great service. Clients are okay with not great levels of communication. Why? Because we appeal to their greed, right? They're making money. And so they'll forgive some sins, if you will, from time to time. Now that that condition no longer exists, if you're the type of advisor who really runs a business, who, underst- who understands the business that you're really in, right? The people business, the relationship business. I love situations like this, conditions like this, because 
If you were to get out there and be proactive and connect with people and get external and not focus on the markets and focus on the futures and focus on the portfolio, but go ahead and focus on the human beings that you can serve. There's no better time to grow assets and households than a situation and conditions like we have now. So it's very, very important that you make some decisions and let's not let this little market turmoil, whatever you want to call it, get in our way of executing our 2016 plan, our January monthly game plan, and uh, taking us off our game. You have to remember, and you know, this will probably be a whole different podcast. In fact, I uh, put together several years ago an e-learning series on practicepower.net uh, where I discuss adversity. And look, I don't know, and I still have not found, and maybe before the day I die, I will, I'll find a situation, a condition where everything's perfect, right? The markets are perfect. The marketplace is perfect. Compliance is perfect. The clients are well-behaved, right? Everything, there's no threats, right? That would be like the ultimate smooth sailing. But the reality is that it doesn't exist. There's always going to be something. You know, it's fascinating. You know, think about this for a second. When the markets are great, what's the issue? Well, you know, people are making money. They want to do it themselves. You know, I can't get anybody to make a change, so on. So when I got a good market, right, advisors will complain to me or, or lament, right? Oh, man, it's hard to get people to make changes when they're making money. Okay, great. Now what? Well, now I got a market that's a little uneven, so now what? Well, you know, it's a very volatile out there. People don't make any changes right now because of the volatility, or they want to wait for it to come back, or they want to go invest in real estate, or they want to go buy gold, right, and all this stuff. It, it's amazing to me, two-plus two decades, and I hear the same stories. So what does that tell me? There's always issues. There are always obstacles to overcome. And what you have to take a look at is, is accept the fact that, hey, you're going you're gonna to play the game in varying conditions. You know, look, whether you're a golfer or not, doesn't matter. What do all champions know? Hey, you've got to overcome the, you gotta overcome the conditions, right? Same thing here. You have to overcome the conditions and accept them and marginalize them, which I think is the key thing here, is you do not make it bigger than it is. You don't make it nonchalant. You see it for truly what it is. You know, be, be precise, but be realistic, right? There's always going to be situations. Now, after saying all that, let me come to what I really, really wanted to talk to you about today in this episode, which is, you know, what business are we truly in? You know, why do clients hire you? Why do, why do people want an advisor? You know, uh, I remember uh, back in the uh, mid-90s, right, early 90s, you know, the big threat to our existence as an industry was, you know, Schwab and E-Trade and, and, you know, discount brokerage, right? It was going to kill every advisor out there because why would people pay money? They can just go online. And back then it was like $29 a trade, right? Now I see stuff like $9.95 or $7.95 a trade. So think about that evolution, right? So now what do we have going on? Well, now we have robo-advisors, right? Oh, my God, you know, uh, Betterment and all these other companies are coming in, and, boy, it's going to shake the foundation. And, you know, to me, it sounds very, very much like the early 90s with the discounts, all right? Now, 
do I believe that they'll get their market share? Of course they do. No question on that, right? Because if somebody, because again, if somebody doesn't want another human being to collaborate with, and they want to collaborate with a system, with a, with a program, with a machine, well, there'll be people that will, will, will give them that opportunity, right? But that is not our market. You know, why does, well, let me ask you all this question. Why does somebody hire an advisor? Why? Financial plans? No, I mean, go online and do that. I mean, there are plenty of online, you know, you can go to any, any discount, any, any, any uh, number of websites, and, you know, do your own financial plan. Is it about your allocation, your portfolio? No, because you can do that online too. So then tell me why another human being would want to retain the services of another human being. It's very simple. They want another person to collaborate with. They want another human being to help them with their congruency, with their clarity, with a past. They, they want to have communication. If it was just about outcomes, or if it was just about a plan, a process, and a portfolio, there are definitely cheaper ways to go than hiring you. But here's what's interesting. A lot of advisors have not evolved their thinking to truly understand the business that they're in. And that, to me, is where we have not a crisis of confidence, a crisis of conviction, a crisis of congruency, where why would somebody hire me? You know, we, in my work, we talk about our statement of preeminence, right, which is what makes an advisor better, superior than their competitors. And their competitors have to include the robo-advisor, the discount places, and, and so on. So let's dig in a little bit with this subject. So, so first thing you've got to say is, okay, what is it that I offer? So if I'm the advisor, if I'm the independent, if I'm the RAA, if I'm the wirehouse guy or gal, what is it that I'm quote-unquote selling? And I know a lot of you don't like that S word, but it's okay in this context, right? So what is it that we're selling? Is it a solution? Is it a plan? Is it a portfolio? Is it an outcome? All those things are accurate, and they are on the list. But that's not the first thing we sell. The first thing we sell is ourselves. We are the initial product. We are the initial service. Not our firm, not our team, not our planning software, not, not all the bells and whistles, us. And for a lot of us, that creates a set of problems. A, you may not like you know, or believe you deserve the business. Uh, you may look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I'm lucky which is dangerous, There's very, unless you're sitting there and you have a bunch of broker of the day calls or walk-ins, I don't think luck has a lot to do in this industry, quite frankly. So if you believe that A, you don't deserve it, or B, you're just lucky, or just happy to have what you have, I can tell you that you've got some incongruencies. So the first thing you gotta say to yourself, and this is kinda you know, why this is always a personal development business, uh, that's why I've always said you know, what matters is, is the person in the mirror, because at the end of the day, that's the first product, the first service somebody buys from you, which is you. All right. Now, a lot of advisors will deflect that and talk about portfolios, 
and allocations and planning and all that to deflect and get away from the heart of the matter, which is themselves. That's a problem. You know, here we are in the new year. And, you know, if you've been listening to any of these episodes and drinking any of my quote-unquote Kool-Aid, if you will, um, you know, you'll recognize that, you know, I've always said this this is a behavior-based, it's a people-based business. And so you've got to ask yourself, am am I the best product I can be? We talk about personal development game plans, right, PD budgets, you know, getting to the gym, taking care of ourselves. Why? Because I want you to be the best product you can. I want you to be professional, positive, fit, healthy. All those things be so that when you go into a, an influence situation, not a selling situation, an influence situation, you know you're the best you you can possibly be. So that's the first thing, is we've got to take a look and make sure that you know we are the best initial product that we have. Okay? And if you're not, please handle it. You know, don't sit there and I don't care if you've been in this business, you know, one month or or 50 years. You have 100% of your career left. Go find a way to improve you. You know, find a model. Uh, Find find a professional, uh, you know, a person that you could, you know, identify with and say, here's my model of what I want to look like or how I want to be viewed or or how I want to be approached. Find a model and go for it, right? So that's the first thing. Why somebody hires you, right? Which is you. You know, they 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 got to buy the vibe, if you will. They don't. It doesn't matter what you put in front because if they if they have, and here's the reality: if they're not sold on you, if they're if they're incongruent, uncertain on you, it will not matter the pricing, the allocation, the planning, the portfolio, because they will not be able to say yes because they have reservations about you. And that's why I've always said, you know, instead of getting another designation, which most people don't care about, go get yourself, go hit the gym, go get a nutritionist, go get a stylist, whatever you need to do, but go ahead and make you the best you you can. Okay. So let's go on to the second item. So in addition to that, why else does somebody hire us? You know, what, what, you know, what is it that we do? And, you know, when I talk about core deliverables, when I think about advisory relationships, I say to myself, okay, so what is it an advisor, the, the, the bottom, bottom, bottom line, right? What is it that we need to produce, serve, um, give to our client relationships? And a lot of times when I ask this question, of especially new clients, I'll hear things like, you know, uh, you know, allocations and, re- and retirement income is a big one, right? And, and you know, planning and, and, you know, wealth transference. And, and those are all accurate, okay? I'm not, they're part of the, you know, I, again, the hierarchy. They're part of the mix, but they're not the core. So now you're going to ask yourself, well, what is the core? There's a couple of things that I think really, really matter. You know, first off, People hire an advisor because they want what I call third-party endorsement, third-party concepts, third-party. So they don't want to hear from themselves. They want to hear from somebody else, an expert, right? They're looking for that expertise. They're looking for that quote-unquote guru, 
Now, I know that four-letter word guru makes people uncomfortable sometimes. So I'm not sitting there saying you got to go write 15 books or be on CNBC or Bloomberg or anything like that. But what I'm saying, you just got to know your stuff, right? And that, again, is about, and that is, again, about confidence. What, why else does somebody hire us, right? Bottom, bottom line. If you think about it, and I really stumbled upon this a while ago, the, the most important thing an advisor can give a client especially in times where we have you know, some market turmoil. I hate that word, but that's what kind of comes to my mind. What's the one thing an advisor can give to a client? The feeling of certainty. The feeling of certainty. The emotion of conviction, right? Why do you think clients call you up or reach out to you when the markets get a little crazy? Why do you think they do that? Oh, A, I know what you're going to say because they watch CNBC and they read the Wall Street Journal, and those, those are accurate, of course. But what is it they want to hear back from you? Hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, this is just a little bump in the road. That this is, hey, we have a long-term plan. That we're, and look, I'm very comfortable in what we're doing. You know, I feel, right? That's what they want to hear from you. Now, in order to do that effectively, well... You've got, to, you've got to feel that, right? You've got to believe that yourself. So here's, so here's the thing you've got to ask yourself. When we, when we have market turmoil, corrections, volatility, what does that mean? How do I process that? Because you have to know what the meaning of something is. Do you look at it from a standpoint of, oh my gosh, clients will be calling, it's going to be a pain in the tail and stuff like that? Or you sit there and go, hmm, okay, buying opportunity, time to get out there and talk to some prospects, you know, time to come kind of, you know, kind of calm some frayed nerves, if you will, right? Time to go add value. Because look, when the markets are great, how do you add value as an advisor? Yeah, you can make some calls. We do our touch-base calls. We do our reviews. We do our client educational thing. And for most of the time, you're overpaid for that <laughs> in relationships, right? This is when you earn your money. The most important thing any advisor do, can do in a client relationship is to get that client to stay their course when they're emotionally scared. When that advisor has that feeling of conviction, feeling of certainty, right? The feeling of confidence, and they congruently communicate that to their client. That is the most important thing we do. You know why? Because a computer program, a machine, a robo-whatever cannot do that because they lack human emotion. And this will always be, first and foremost, an emotional-based business. It was, it was purely based on analytics. Well, we'd have, that, that's what robo-advisors are for, right? That's what all those programs are for. You gotta remember why people pay you. People pay you not for the plan, not for the allocation, not for the, not for the portfolio, they pay you for a feeling of certainty. They pay you for your psychology, for your conviction. That's what they pay you for, not to invest their money by itself. So if that is the case and you're, and you're drinking my Kool-Aid here, then you've got to ask yourself this all-important question what do I need to do as an advisor 
to not just maintain, but to increase my feeling of certainty, my conviction, my confidence, so that not only do I can say the words when a client needs those words or a prospect needs those words, but I absolutely feel them. That I know in my gut of guts, my heart of hearts, I absolutely believe this. Now some of you are saying, okay, give me some answers. Well, here they are. To me, it's always going to go back to the morning ritual. That is always going to be the first thing I give anybody. And the morning ritual is not about putting on the futures and seeing what's going on in Europe or see what happened in Asia overnight. It's about your plan. It's about personal development. It's about mental diet. It's about taking a time out and remembering the business that you're truly in. We're in the, your business is really no different than mine. Yes, and I've got business planning, and I've got protocols, and I've got processes. I mean, I can give any of you an absolute map how to run a super day every day. I can give you an absolute map how to double your business. That's all process. i got no problem with that. I can do that on a whiteboard in less than an hour. Lay it all out for you. That's not, that's not, that's not why people pay me. People pay me to increase their level of conviction, certainty, what they think they're capable of doing, what they're worth, to really break through. That's why people retain us. Isn't that sound very similar to why people retain you? The most important skill all advisors need in our quote-unquote new world, as things evolve, as the marketplace shifts over the next 5, 10, 15 years, it's not about, let's get smarter with our portfolios. Let's go get smarter with our allocations. We have to become experts in human beings, human behavior, human psychology, human fears. Because that will be the core differentiator of whether or not you're a commodity slash robo or you're a trusted advisor it will always come down to the human component, all right? So, as I wrap this up here, first off, I wanna thank you for taking the time to spend with me. And yes, this is a very heavy topic, and I understand that, but again, I'm here to give you distinctions. And then the other thing I wanna say is a little surprise, if you will. Hey, in the second quarter, I don't know when yet, because still kind of feverishly putting the plan together here, we are absolutely going to revolutionize practice power, our deliveries. We're going to go from a static content site to a multi-channel dynamic virtual coaching system. I'm very excited we laid the groundwork on that. It's my big project for 2016. So give everybody's heads up. Watch for the announcements over the next couple of months. And uh, with that, thank you for spending some time with me. Have a great week. And I'll see you again in about seven days.